Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Now then. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney. How you doing? You know, ah. oh, thanks for joining us, guys. Are you ready for another interview today? A bit of chat on that. Um, well, we've got the gulps coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Javier joins us this week. <coughs> Sorry, the uh, throat need a clearing there. Yeah, had a right good chat with the Gulps this week, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't know who the Gulps are, you will do after this. Fascinating individual, Javier. And we've got a real insight to what it's like being in the band. I saw him on Soccer AM, and it was a great tune. I thought, nice one. Um, And you get sent messages and things from PR people by being in this magazine thing. And the Gulps came up again. New single out and that kind of stuff. New tunes flying about. Uh, they've just been on tour and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I reached out. And here we are. <laughs> no big, like, uh, inside information there. Reached out. We said yes. Brilliant. Let's have a chat. Yeah, I saw him on Soccer AM. The tune were brilliant. But, but while I were talking to Xavier... I didn't actually even know that uh, Alan McGee manages them, which is interesting. We have a chat about that and how that came about. It's fascinating that, uh, you know, some young individuals in Spain had a dream of making it in the UK in our music industry. It's a fascinating story that they've got, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll not spoil it. I'll let Xavier share you his experience. That's coming up shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, a bit of housekeeping, I think. Yeah, so thanks for joining us for another week of this, um, you know, podcast. Don't know what more to say there. It's a podcast. Uh, yeah, we've had a, a steady influx of new people joining us. Each episode introduces to new humans that, you know, embrace the subject of the people that we're talking to. So if you're brand new, hi, guys. Very welcome. Take a seat. If you've been round here for ages, which I know a lot of you have. Have a lay down. Just relax, mate. Nice one. My favourite type of people. Sticking around. Uh, Do leave us a review on uh, iTunes and that. Spotify. It really helps. Apparently, uh, the algorithms. Uh, I'm not going to say any more on that because it's boring. Um, RGM World. Um this week, you know, if, if you're into finding new music, learning about the personalities that go on here in the grassroots music industry, then look no further than rgm.press. There's loads of interviews, live music, uh, reviews, album reviews, EPs. There's shitloads going on there, mate. So yeah, just... Uh, a bit, I feel a bit relaxed and chill today. A nice. Uh, I've just had a nice, steady. Oh, 
music went funny. I just had a nice little steady few days. I'm just feeling quite chilled. Oh, I went on a sunbed as well. Uh, I go away soon to America and I just feel like I've got to... Can't let this pale white body um, hit uh, instant heat. I think it could uh, hurt me. So I was a bit intimidated by doing it, you know, as a bloke of a certain age. I don't think I feel like I fit the demographic of somebody using a sunbed. Um, but I'm a bit like, what do I do? I just went in, the girls were lovely. Uh, they just told me what to do. I've got an hour's worth of stuff, so I can just pop in, say my name, take a few more minutes. And it would, it's, just, it's just a nice experience. I can see why people get addicted to it. It's quite, quite a pleasant environment. Uh, so yeah, I'm building up a bit of a suntan because I work from home, you know. Uh, so I don't get out much. I nip out as, as much as I can. There's no sun in Manchester, so... Um, I pop me vitamin C uh, <laughs> tablets to keep the... Um, to keep the body flowing. And yeah, I go to a hot place soon. And I don't just don't want to get proper burnt and it spoil my holiday, so I'm trying to build up my tolerance to uh, build up a bit of a tan in that, you know. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Um, yeah, so I'm a bit prickly. The body, not the mind. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I'm oversharing, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you what? Just get the gulps on, Carl. Yeah, okay. Okay, mate. Nice one. Let's do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you an, a really fascinating individual from a band called The Gulps. We have Javier, ladies and gentlemen. Javier, let's do it. Hey, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome, mate. Where, where, where do we find you today? So I'm home in Kentish Town, Prince of Wales Road. Oh, okay. Uh, this is where we live, me and the, and two of the guitar players, Francesco and Juan Carlos. Yeah. The bass player used to live here as, as well, but he moved like a year ago with his girlfriend. Oh, So yeah, okay. this is the Gulp's house. Oh, so yeah, so, so we meet you in the Gulp's house and the bass player's not in the Gulp's house anymore. No, he okay. got sick of us. He did it, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's, it, I love the dynamic of uh, bands all living together. Um, you know, I've, I've had a good chat with a band called The Cover Sets that I just love from Manchester that are doing really well in touring at the minute. And they all nice. live together. Uh, I can imagine it being quite uh, an interesting dynamic, uh, not being able to get away from everybody <laughs> sometimes. No, it's quite intense. It's quite intense. Yeah. Sometimes we've got like massive fights, but yeah, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive fights. Go on. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just... Especially when we mix alcohol and, and stuff and yeah, sometimes yeah. things happen, but I think it's just part of life and being in a band, you know, and yeah. Well, you know, families never run smoothly, do they? And bands can be like... Yeah, that's it. That's the thing, yeah. There's always that's like an interesting thing. dynamic between like families and bands and stuff. There's always... We love and hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I actually saw your band for the first time. Just we, we had a little chat before we started recording today, and I saw you on, you know, the amazing platform for bands that is Soccer AM. Yeah. And straight away, I just I, I love the tune for one. I just you know that just grabbed me by the bollocks and thought, right, you've got a new fan here, mate. Because I, I just love yeah. the tune. Um, but we'll we'll come to stories of Soccer AM in a bit because I've spoke to a few bands that have played 
uh, on Soccer Aim. There's always interesting stories to come out of that. But just to go back a little bit, I just want to delve into the history of the Gulps a little bit, if that's all right with you, mate. So, yeah, um, so well, let's start with you first, Javier. Uh, how did you first um, realize you're one of those creative people in the in the world? Yeah, so basically, I was like, well, my mom put me to study piano when I was a seven years old kid. And I was like not interested at all in music, like not giving a fuck at all <laughs> in my little town in Rioja in Spain. Yeah. And but the thing is like when I was 14 years old, a friend of mine, like his dad was really obsessed with all the UK music and had lots of vinyls at yeah. his house. And sadly the his dad passed away that year and and he was showing me some records and he I discovered first time Beatles when I was like yeah around 14 years old and that mm. totally blew off my mind and then i was through beatles i went to more bands like the yardbirds and the mm. zombies and all manfred man and all this 60 scene yeah. and i was like wow this is like i don't know it's like when when someone when someone uh, becomes a priest like they say they got the call of god yeah it was the same for me i, I got the call of the call of the gods. So, so, I, I wanted to be one of them. So how did you move from the UK from Spain then? So then, like, I started my, like, I was playing a tiny bit of guitar, so I started my first band in, in this little town in Spain with Juan mm. Carlos, the other Gulps guitar yeah. player. He was a big fan of Iron Maiden. And it's not like there was lots of, like, I was yeah. in love with the Beatles, he was in love with Iron Maiden. But the thing is, like, I think we were the only two of us who were really into beginning in a band, you know. Yeah. So we made the band and um we were always dreaming like we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we need to we need to go to London and do what, what all these yeah. our heroes did and, and we can be one of them, you know. Um in that time at some point like I was already like seventeen and then Oasis and all the Britpop bands mm. came into into our lives and discovering all those bands like we were like yeah man definitely we need to really go to london and we were talking like i was always telling to him man if we go to london alan mackie is gonna be our manager <laughs> yes yeah 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 well, it's true like it was like yeah. that so yeah that's how all the things went through and we were still playing in spain and all that but we were like back in the day like there was no really in our hometown there was not much going on yeah. i think now in spain there are more stuff going on but back in the day, there's one of really lots of things going on, and finally, yeah, we did. Uh, we we came to London, right? So, like, like looking for, uh, as an Englishman looking at Spain for music, um, we, we, I I don't particularly see any like exciting like uh, an exciting music scene coming from Spain. Uh, you know that 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 could be you know absolute bollocks. I don't know. I, 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 just, I just don't know yeah. the Spanish music scene at all. It t- talk me through what the music scene is like living there. Is it, uh, I presume it's completely different. I mean, it is, but at the same time, I mean, I, I, I really love some, in the 60s, there were really cool bands. Like, yeah. I think they were imitating what, what the English were doing yeah. and they were doing it in Spanish, but they were really cool. Like, you got yeah. Los Brincos, Los Bravos, yeah. Uh, Los Pequeniques, like there were a few bands, like they were yeah. really cool. And there's been always then in the 70s, 80s, there was also a really strong punk scene in the Basque country. 
when you got bands like Escorbuto and all that, like they were like pure Sex Pistols and they were full on and it was really cool. Yeah. But in terms of rock and roll, like there's not really much going on, I I guess. I even now you got like a couple of bands like they're quite cool and they're doing well in Spain. Yeah. But I think the Spanish scene is more about maybe fusion with other like kind of flamenco with guitars and yeah. all these modern sounds that we got in these days. Mm. You know, yeah. So, so you were always brought up in a house with instruments around you, then. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and you... I was, I had massive fights with my mom. I was telling her like, "This is what you wanted to do when you were a kid, and you didn't do it, and now you want me yeah. to do this." I don't give a fuck about the piano. <laughs> I regret so much now because I was seven years yeah. studying piano, and I was really good. Mm. And I fucking forgot it. I guess if I sit down and I study for a year, I would yeah. get it back, but. I'd really regret about it. I have a similar kind of regret. I used to be in a, a brass band when I was a kid. I used to play the tenor horn and I could read nice. I could read music and then I turned 16 and just started on the guitar because it's cooler. And then, yeah. I, and then I, I wish I could still remember how I could fucking read music and be able to play yeah. a brass instrument. It's just, it, 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 it is a big Yeah, I was able to read all the keys and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you play now? Do you play Do you play anything now? Are you just sing around? Well, I play guitar. Yeah. But I play guitar just to write songs. So I play chords yeah. and I write songs. Yeah. But I'm not, I, sadly, I'm not really talented with the guitar. I've been playing guitar for, for quite a lot of years, uh, but I don't really play solos and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I play the chords and I write the lyrics. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. So, uh, expressing yourself creatively, then you know you, you mentioned there that you you didn't give a fuck about the piano at all, or or kind of like instruments at that time. How, when did the urge start to creep in that you know you do want to you know crack on with music? Yeah, that was when when I was fourteen, fifteen years old, and I discovered all these mm. English bands, and that's when I was. Mm, First time I was meeting Juan Carlos and we were with the two guitars. Like I was playing chords, he was playing uh, solos and we were making our first songs. Like we couldn't really speak much English, but we were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like how did, how, was that with like school friends? With How did you, how did you get like the group, the community around you to, to do? Cause a, a lot of bands just say, Oh, we just did this thing, but there's a story behind just doing this little thing. isn't there? How, you know, what, 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 what was the community like around you? In my uh, hometown. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, really. Well, we were like, we were four of us. Like, it was really different styles. I remember I was the first bass player. Yeah. Like, he he wanted me to, he wanted us to make a cover of Fallout Boy. Mm. And I was totally against it. <laughs> so to piss him off, I was telling him, okay, if we do a Fallout Boy cover, we will have to make a Ricky Nelson cover. Okay. <laughs> and so there was all this kind of tension all the time going on because it was really different styles yeah. and even on the way on the way we were dressing like maybe he was dressing more like Falut Boy vibe and I was dressing more <laughs> like a mod right. so imagine us on stage it was a bit weird <laughs> but all of us wanted to be in a band and all of us were dreaming with the idea of, of yeah. being either Falut Boy or Rolling Stones you know so we were we were doing that. It, it, I mean, at the end, everything went to fuck off. But <laughs> because yeah, it was yeah, yeah. With the years, you grow up and you realize, and and you take different ways. Yeah. But I have really nice memories from that time. And um, people like yeah, I was at school like telling to everyone, "I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. I'm gonna be a rock star. I'm a rock star." <laughs> and I think it was funny. Even teachers were like, "Yeah, dude, whatever," you know. Yeah. 
and they were coming to the shows and and the shows were like yeah we were feeling we were playing in Wembley you know yeah. so it was really cool because we were kids and we, we had a big dream and yeah sometimes I miss that feeling that innocent feeling like now when you grow up everything comes more real and back in the day when you are doing something like that you're just kind of flying in the moment no like really really dreaming well there's one thing to have the dream and then there's one thing to go for your dream and just fucking have it you know moving yeah. to a different country must have been a massive decision to make you know financially and everything else that goes along with it how did you yeah how did you like how did that part of your life pan out well in my case i i even went to uni and i studied law and i finished a degree in spain oh. yeah yeah but i was like I mean, it was not really difficult for me because the difficult thing would be to not doing it, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was not really an option. That's the only yeah. thing I could do, following my, my thing. Yeah. Like something inside me, like that's that's where I belong and that's that's all I can do, you know. Yeah. And and there's one thing for you to have the dream as well, but to have for the for the for the other people, the the other team, the band members, to all of that same hunger for it is a different matter as well. Because sometimes you know, bands do develop over time. People, people's priorities change uh, within the dynamics of a band too, don't they? So things can change all the time. How did you find it? You know, how? how... Yeah, I think like, yeah, like obviously with the band members in Spain, like it was just me and Juan Carlos, the ones that really decide to let's go to London and do it. Yeah. And now I feel like we, I, I feel really lucky with the Galbs because we've been. We we are the same members since we start since we started, mm. and that's quite difficult in bands. And yeah. I really believe like once you start changing members, and yeah. that that gets the thing a bit complicated, you know. Mm. And the more years that we play in together, the the better we play. The more we understand each other when we're yeah. playing, and the more you create a band, you know. Because otherwise, if you're just changing constantly members, yeah. it's not really a band. It's like a band is something that you create through the years and you develop the sound through the years and the yeah. confidence. So I feel, yeah, I feel quite really happy that we're still together, five of us, despite all the fights, all the <laughs> highs and lows. And our, we got, five of us got really strong personalities and yeah. I guess like all of us have our ego, but still we are together, you know, and, and we, we believe in it together. And we want to make it together. So how so have you have you have you always been the gulps or have you had different names through the years? I love this question by the way, because every band's always had a shit name before before you settle on one. Have you always been the gulps or have you have you have you been no, called anything else in the band? We've always been the gulps. Uh sometimes I remember a few years ago I was with with Juan Carlos, who we were playing with two other guys and we were we did a couple of shows in a band called Drunk Children, but I never <laughs> Yeah, okay. It never went further than that. Yeah. But with this one, since we started in London, yeah, it's called the Galbs. The one I was having in Spain it was called Silence of the Wind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There's always a shit name somewhere in the back. I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't put the name. It was the Falk Boy guy. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I, I, I love that question just for that reason because it's always, yeah. there's always a little bit of history with that. Um, so just talk us through then the 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 other members that aren't with us today. You know, talk us through uh, the, each member and their strengths. And, you know, let's be cheeky and ask for their weaknesses. Let's take piss a bit. Let's have a laugh. Ah, well, uh, let's start with Francesco. Francesco, yeah. guitar player, comes from Calabria. Kind of similar story to mine. Like, he discovered the Beatles and yeah. he was just 
totally mad about it. And he always says, like, when he was 14 years old, he told his dad, like, apparently Paul McCartney was playing in Rome. Mm. And he told his dad, eh, Papa, I really, come on, you need to take me to Rome and, and, and go see Paul McCartney. Yeah. And the dad told him, no, we, we don't have the money to go and do it. Yeah. And he said, okay, we don't go, but you buy me my first guitar, my first electric <laughs> guitar. Yeah. And that's how he got the first electric guitar. Oh, nice. And then life somehow put him in London because uh, he works in Borough Market at the selling products from Calabria. Mm. And we we met at the at, at a music colleague in Kilburn, in the ICMP, it's called. Mm. And really soon we, we had the, the feeling of, yeah, when... Because me mainly, when, when I came to London, my first year I was washing dishes and I, I was not really meeting people. So I went to the ICMP mm. to study a, a guitar, electric guitar course, and I don't really know how to play guitar. <laughs> but when they just meet musicians, so that's how, that's yeah. how I met nice. the other guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, Francesco, is, is, he's a lovely guy and, and really, like, he learned from the beginning to now, how he became such a good guitar player. He improved okay. so much through the years. And he locks down in his room every night and, and just study, study, study guitar. Uh-huh. And he also is like, people really love him. So he's got that thing like everyone falls in love with him. <laughs> and his weakness, I don't know what to say about his weakness. I would say like... Don't anything cruel, just something different or whatever, you know. Sometimes he's too stone. Oh yeah, what for gigs and stuff? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't listen at rehearsal. <laughs> we said something, and then when he's playing, he he, he didn't realize because he was too stone. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And, and the rest of the band. So then, Juan Carlos. Yeah, Juan Carlos is uh, yeah is the one who started with me from the beginning since we were kids. Um, I guess he's a strength is his capacity to don't give a fuck about things yeah. <laughs> and his weakness probably is also his strength sometimes yeah i like it but he's an amazing producer he's the he's the producer of the band mm-hmm. kind of everybody, everybody needs that kind one. of character around them don't they you know like somebody that just don't give a shit just like uh, let's just yeah. do it our way and uh, like fuck the industry you know let's you know whatever decisions get yeah. clouded by other people in the industry you know they're, they're the kind of people that uh keep you focused and keep you um yeah. keep you real i suppose those type of characters in the band i suppose yeah yeah and he's really talented with a computer recording and comes mm-hmm. with really good ideas when we're making demos with with cool things that then we might use on studio might not but it's really cool yeah. yeah. So I guess that's his, yeah, he's the little genius in production. Yeah. I'm sure he'll become a big producer through the years. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Then we've got Raul, our drama comes from Lebanon. Oh, I'm always Rastaman. interested in drama stories. Um, his strength, I would say, like, he he's obsessed with the music, with, like, he just cares about the music and about about getting the things right musically. Yeah. Rather than, rather than taking care of other things in terms of business and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he's really obsessed with getting it right musically, and I think that's really important because if you don't get it right musically, you you can move forward to the next step. Yeah. And his weakness, I would say, sometimes he's a bit moody. Maybe yeah, 
Bit moody. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And anybody else? And then we've got Simon. We've yes. got Simon, the bass player. Right. He's a strength. I would say his respect. He's really, yeah. He's mm. like, he always, he's always respecting us. He takes things seriously. Mm. And he, his weakness, I would say, uh, He doesn't shave every time I tell him, we've got a live show, you need to shave. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So he's, so he's got the beard. They suck at AM, suck at AM, you see on the live, like he's not safe. I was telling him two hours before, like 20 times, please shave, 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 he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. So, so it, it sounds like, it, it. you know, there's a lot of different characters in there with different strengths and... Um... Yeah, we all, we all, uh, like, I guess, like, we are all a bit fucked up, five of us. Yeah. And it's really, like, we really have to appreciate that even though we are that fucked up in the sense, like, we can fight a lot sometimes and all yeah. that. Like, we really love each other and we got the capacity to do, no matter what happened, like, we, we're together and we're still going, you know. And what's, what's your strength and weakness then? My strength, I would say, my obsession mm. and my weakness... My weakness might be my obsession as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. there can be a strength and a weakness sometimes, can't it? It's yeah. Inter- interesting, yeah. isn't it? You know, all, all, those, all those characteristics that you've mentioned there, all through history, you've found in the bands that, you know, that stick together and make it. I know. In this fucking, in the hardest industry in the world, isn't it? The music industry. So, so, so you all got to London, the gulps happened. How how did your journey as about like where did you get like your first opportunity as a as a group, um who, who, who in London's helping out these bands that are just starting off, um I think our first 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 opportunity it came through through an Italian guy like now he's like a, a dad for us he's our London dad Renato like out of the blue he he's he's fucking mad he said like he is he said he saw our show announced on the guardian yeah at the to play at the monarch six months after making the band we never been announced on the guardian yeah <laughs> but he was there yeah. and he works with youth right. the producer yeah. so yeah youth and renato are the first two persons kind of like youth as a massive one in the industry big producer like us being no one they believe in us and, and he gave us the chance and went with us on studio and, and record the King's house. Yeah. So, so, so the, so the recording started to happen. Yeah. Uh, people around you quite, it, it seems to be moving quite quick at this stage then, do you reckon? Does it feel like things are moving nicely or you, you're still frustrated with, you know, you're not, <laughs> well, you know, there's a bit of, yeah. there's a bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's difficult to to be fair with yourself and and feel all these things are because yeah, sometimes you want it all, you want it now, you know. Definitely. And sometimes you feel you've been doing this for ages, but in reality it's not for ages and we've been moving quite quick. Yeah. In the terms like in few years and in terms of like five years, counting two years for pandemic. Mm. Like we got 
first youth. Then we managed to go to New York and play festival in New York just before pandemic started. Yeah. Then all pandemic, we were together making songs and rehearsing every day. We went out of pandemic, getting Alan Makias, our manager. Since then, Steve Strange got us on X-Ray touring agency, and now we got a massive agent, Josh. Mike Smith came see us, loved the band, gave us a publishing deal. Nice. Then a service deal, like it's kind of a record deal. So yeah, it's like it's it's fucking amazing for boys like me personally. When I came to London, I couldn't speak much English to be honest, yeah. and I just I was just dreaming about being a rock star and making a band. Yeah, and it's happening. And and now, yeah, things are going great. But sometimes it's like we're still working at the pub. Uh, yeah. Council taxes. Yes. Bay lips were coming home yesterday to yeah. pick up all our stuff because of council taxes. Yeah. Sometimes you want to get more festivals, for example, in summer, or to get more playlists on Spotify that you don't yeah. get. But so in those moments, you can you can get a bit like, what the fuck, what the fuck, you know, like what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Is it going well? It's not going well. But I guess it's part of the journey, and we need to just keep going. It is, mate, and I, I speak to many bands because I, I, I live in Manchester and I've got a gig on tonight, uh, and and um, I'm just really looking forward to having some local bands on in Manchester tonight. And um, the one thing that I do see quite a lot from bands, as soon as they sell out a tiny little venue, they think they kind of think they've made it by selling out <laughs> one gig, and, and it's it's really short sighted and really naive to think that because you've sold out a gig to your friends and your family. Um, yeah, I know that, that the band's taking off. Uh, it's it, it, there's quite a lot of there's still quite a lot of that that I see uh, out there. Uh, have, have you got any tips for bands that might be thinking that way? That could try. Nah, and... I would, I would, yeah, I would say like, <laughs> no, man, you, you made it when you had like Glastonbury, you know, like yeah. that's a goal. Mm. That's when you make it. Yeah, and it's fucking tough, and <laughs> and but it's tough, but you just need to. I really believe in that. I really believe, like, all my life I did, and, and I think universe is with me in that sense. Like, if you really believe in it, and if you are obsessed with it, if, mm. if you really push it, you, you'll make it, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's that's what I would say. And, like, yeah, don't get too excited about things. Yeah. Just anything that happened, take it like a, like a, yeah, I made this, but it's not enough. You need to really keep pushing. Yeah, well, as an artist yourself, how do you manage the madness that's going on around you? So you mentioned, you know, it's it's quite a, a dynamic uh, house that you live in. All the band are in there. It can be quite an intense environment. Yeah, how well, do, it's how do you manage that? Like... Work, the band gigs, the tour that you got coming up to. Um, how, how do you personally like manage it and keep saying through it all? I mean, it's really difficult. Like as I told you before, like it's been two months. I'm not drinking alcohol because yeah, I was having like. At some point, I was having kind of panic attacks on the hangover, and I think it was like yeah. a, a mix of everything, a mix of the pressure of the band and maybe too many hangovers and ah, yeah. too many questions in my mind of are we doing things right and all that. So, I mean, it's quite mm. difficult. It's not easy at all. No. But I guess, like, what else can I do? You know, yeah. you need to keep going. You need to take care of yourself, like, if you feel bad, you you need to find a way to feel better, mm. and it's it's life. 
So just stopping the booze, I presume that's made you more productive and yeah, I, I stop the booze. I, I'm full on into meditation. Yeah. I, I kind of changed some habits of my life. Mm. Even coffee. Before I I wake up really early always, and my routine was like waking up at seven in the morning and and take the guitar, write tunes, or go in the email and answer some emails while I have like five coffees in an hour and yeah. ten cigarettes. And maybe I, I woke up a bit hungover from the night before because I have a bottle of wine or whatever. Yeah. So I guess you, you need to change some habits and ask for help if you need it. And mm. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping uh, the success of this band, is there? I can tell this by you. I hope so. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing going to stop it, is there? You know, even no. Like, 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 even like alcohol, you know, that, yeah. that, that that's a, a massive decision to make. If, if, if you felt like it was... Um, hindering your chances of the band making it, and you've made that big decision now just to knock it on the head for a bit, or whatever. No, it's, of course, it, because massive. in October we did a Spanish tour, mm. and and we had a really <laughs> insane experience. Yeah. Let's call it. So the last show, I was like, I was not able to do it. I did it, but it was not me. It was just me on stage praying for the show to finish, not moving. Yeah. Like, it was not me. Like I was losing my, I was losing my, my thing inside, oh, and was, and sometimes was that, was yeah. Was last was time you had a drink? Then was that the last time you had a drink? You didn't feel like it was really. No, know. then I had few more, but I had few more, but then I realized like, hey, yeah, you know, I mean, you need to be full on. You need to be hundred percent energy, and you need to really make it. So I was realizing like it was not a good thing what was happening. So I just stopped it. You know? Yeah, nice one. So you mentioned Alan McGee earlier. Do you work with him? Yeah, he's our manager. Is it, Alan McGee is your manager, right? I've missed that yeah. completely from my research of you. So I've I've had yeah. I've had Alan on the podcast before. Uh, nice. And, and just what a what a wealth of knowledge and just to see how passionate he is still about new new bands yeah. coming through is just mental with his history and that kind yeah. of stuff in it. So how did that come about? You know, uh, getting signed by Alan. Yeah. So. Well, as I said, like, it was my kind of teenager dream. Like, I was saying, man, we we'll go to London, yeah. we'll make a band. Alan Mackie's going to love this, and <laughs> yeah. he's going to be our manager. <laughs> and when when lockdown was finishing, yeah. we didn't have a manager. And, and I was, again, in one of these frustrating, crazy things. And then yeah. we need a manager, otherwise we're fucked up. Where are we going? We yeah. don't have a manager. <laughs> and Francesco was working, he's working at Borough Market, and he called me one morning and said, Javier, I think I just saw Alan Mackie passing by. I was like, no way. <laughs> so he, and then two days after he saw him again because he lives in London Bridge, close to the market. So he just started like following him kind of uh, in a maniac way. Yeah. And and <laughs> somehow when Francesco told Maki that our music was produced by youth, yeah. so Maki said, okay, I'm going to listen to it. So he listened to... To the, to the music and he loved the music yeah. and he was like okay this is cool we were over the moon like look man he replied he, yeah. he's interested we could wow it was like a <laughs> massive moment so he came to see us to one of these social distance shows yeah. at the windmill in Brixton and he left on the third song okay and we were like and then the day after he sent a message to Francesco saying look man like I really like the band, like, about me, he was selling brilliant things, like, the front man is a fucking rock star, blah, blah, but I don't think I'm going to make it. 
for, for this, for that. Yeah. And we were like, man, the train passed, and wow. we missed it. Like, we're fucked up. And we didn't give up. Like, we were, we were for six months just following him, like, telling him, like, man, come on, come on, come on. At some point, we did one of these um, <laughs> dig- the digital shows that you were doing on lockdown. Yeah. For, for yeah, so we did one of those. We saw we sent him the link, and we prepared a really mad performance. I really pro like we were playing Wembley, you know. And we sent him the link, and he watched it, and then he called us and said, "Okay, man, like this was fucking brilliant. I love this. Let's fucking do it." What what changes did you make to the band after the first uh, after you first played to Alan? To what, what kind of? Well, I think basically, I think ba- it's not that change. It's like. We knew he came, we knew he liked the music, we knew he left on the third song. So just ourselves, we told yeah. each other, okay, we need to make it better. So mm-hmm. in three weeks, we managed to make it better, obsessed, rehearsing, 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 yeah. preparing a really cool performance. We knew the performance had to be better than the one he came and left. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We did a really brilliant thing. And he, we were really lucky that he said yes to watch it. He, Yeah. So you ground him down, and what's the best bit of advice that he's giving you? Fake it till you make it, <laughs> mate. I'm I, I do that every day with RGM. You know, people always ask me, "How did you start a magazine?" First, I never tried to. I, I never set off to start doing a music magazine ever. Uh, it kind of organically turned into this thing that I've ended up doing and love. Um, so I I just lately in the last month or so, I've been having a lot, quite a lot of imposter syndrome a lot and just thinking, fucking mm. hell, it's, it's all just going to end tomorrow anyway, so why give a shit? But it keeps on rolling, it keeps going, it keeps going, and um, I suppose me- it, it, mentally it's a it's a big drain on you because I work full-time, I do the magazine, I do other stuff as well. Um, and you, you, you've got to have that drive and love in you and and to understand and appreciate faking it till you're making it. It's what everybody goes through as well, I suppose. Yeah. I think. And I think, I mean, um, Alan says, like, when yeah. when he was 25 years old, he was managing uh, the Mary Chains. Yeah. And he didn't have a clue of what to do, but he yeah. was going there saying, I'm the, I'm the best manager, I'm the best manager. Yeah. But, and then he became the best manager, you know, he yeah. changed music history. So it's about, and I think my story is kind of the same. Like, mm. when I was a kid and I started with this fucking thing about being a rockstar, being a rockstar. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was telling everyone I'm, I'm a rockstar and I was believing in it. And I came here not speaking English, as I, as I said, and, yeah. but you, you, you just do it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love it. I love it. And, uh, so you, you progressed to, how, how did you, how did you find out you're going to be on telly and that then for soccer AM? How did you, how did you hear about that? Well, I was in Morocco mm. now in January and Alan called me, yeah. And he told me, I got you TV, I got you on TV. Yeah. And I was like, no way, no way. Yeah. And he was, yeah, next Saturday. Wow, we were like, wow, what the fuck, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you, are, are you into football anyway? Do you, are you aware of the show and the history of the programme? I'm not a big football. No. Never been. Yeah. But uh, Juan Carlos, the, the other guy, the guitar player, He's been always a big Real Madrid supporter and yeah. he's been playing football in our hometown. Yeah. So, yeah, he was more into it. But me personally, no, I've never been into football much. So how did you find the experience of being around the big characters that are on that show? 
super nice and all of them were so lovely and they traded yeah. so good to all of us like yeah. and that was helping a lot because in the beginning I was there like yeah as I said I was having a bit of a weak time since I had all this bad time in December and all that so I was a bit fragile I was yeah. going there a bit like what the fuck's going on here like come on but then it was really natural like they were really nice to us the audience as well they were really into it Nice. And it was just so quick. We were just playing one track and done. It was really early. Like, we went there at six in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, you have to get ready. You start feeling a bit anxious, like, wow, TV. But then you just go and do it. You forget about everything. And, and then when you finish, you laugh about the nervous before. You were like, come on, man. You did it. And you did great. You know, like, any funny stories or experiences from like having that new th- pressure in your life? No, I mean, well, when, you had, when you had we... a cheeky little, you had a cheeky little squint to your eye. Then there, there's something in there. Go on, mate. You had a you had a cheeky look in your on your face then. When, when we played, when we played the penalties, yeah, but well, I was so ridiculous. Like I missed the ball. <laughs> like they threw me the ball. I missed it. All of us, like we were like so. Wow, come on, man! Like what the fuck? <laughs> I think Francesco, Simon were the only ones who actually hit the ball. But yeah, the rest of us were like totally so so shit like yeah <laughs> but we managed we managed to, to do it no i could imagine i could imagine it's, it's all good it's all good so like so now you've been on the telly where where do you go next i know you've got the tour coming up this podcast is going to be out after the tour but we'll we'll be sharing it on rgm before you go on the road how do you prepare for life on the road because i see you you're coming to i put gigs on at the castle in manchester and i see you play you're finishing there next yeah Sunday, are you gonna so. come to the show I've, yeah when it, it's 19th isn't it yeah, Sunday. I'm coming. Amazing. I'm coming. Amazing. Yeah, I'll come and say hello to you. I'll come and say hello. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, this podcast is going to be out after it. So we'll talk. So we'll just pretend it was it was amazing because <laughs> we're going out after it anyway because it will be. Um, but how do you guys prepare for a tour? So well, now we are rehearsing mainly every day, getting up yeah. really cool set ready. Sadly, we wanted to prepare t-shirts and some of our fans are just going to hate us because we never bring t-shirts on tour and they, okay. they were telling us, you bring for this time and we were yeah. promising we were going to bring the t-shirts, but, yeah. but sadly we didn't manage to make okay. some t-shirts. Yeah. But we got a really cool vinyl to sell, 7-inch vinyl with Mira Mira and King of the Disco, another yeah. track. And yeah, we just... We're just focusing on preparing a really tight and cool set yeah. with all the songs making sense one after the other. And then after the tour, I guess we will go on studio and record some more songs. Yeah. We got already a few golf festivals uh, confirmed for this summer. They haven't been announced yet. Yeah. But yeah, that's the vibe. And see, sometimes like it's like the TV thing, like... All these things happen when it's not planned. Like we just got a call a few days before, and they tell you, "Okay, you're gonna join on tour." I don't know, Ash, yeah. or you're gonna go on to, or you're gonna go on TV, or yeah. Like um, in May we went to LA to record, and that was last well, like a few weeks before. Okay, now we're gonna go to LA to record. So it's just waiting for the good calls. I can imagine, yeah. I bet you're just looking at your phone all the time, aren't you? Just ring your bastard. Yeah. <laughs> like last year, I remember I did New Year's in Canary Island. Yeah. And when I came here, I was at the airport on the 5th of January. Yeah. And Alan called me, you join in Calvarat for tour next week. I was like, oh. well, yeah. <laughs> what a way to start the year, you know. So, yeah, it's like, 
waiting for the calls. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it, mate. So the, the, the biggest thing that I like to discuss on this podcast, and people hear me bang on about it all the time, is the journey of a band. And I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you guys and, you know, getting to know a bit more about your history and that kind of stuff and just how enthusiastic about it is. One thing that always shines out about bands that make it that I've seen over the years is the passion and the um, the enthusiasm for it all. And yeah. you, you've, you've got that in spades, mate. So it's got to happen. It's, it's just got to, it's just going to grow from here, isn't it, mate? Thanks for believing in it. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome, mate. So is there anything that you'd like to share with the fans of the Gulps or new fans of the Gulps that might be watching this today? Just please check out our music and yeah. we need lots of your support. And yeah, without the love of people, we won't get anywhere. Yeah, well, we'll put a link to all your tunes and everything in this podcast in the description so people can have a catch the lads. I'm going to come see you in Manchester. I'm going to uh, Thank let, you, Carl. let, let you get off and enjoy the rest you. of it. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome, mate. So have you got much on for the rest of today? Today, yeah, work at the pub. Double. Oh, back at the pub. Yeah, fair enough. Too too close. <laughs> in, in, in it madness though. You, you you work you're working in a pub still, but you might get a phone call and you're recording in a, in LA soon. Yeah, that's a I strange know. life, isn't it? I know. It's funny. Yeah. Do you talk to people in the pub like so, like when you're working and that? Say, so I've just got a phone call. I'm recording. In LA. Yeah, I call, I'm recording day, in LA I next my week. Manager, what are you doing? I told her I cannot work on Saturday. I'm on yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> I presume yeah. I'm, I presume they're really supportive of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they are amazing. They flexible with my yeah. I don't, sometimes I'm scared they're gonna tell me to fuck off, but no, they don't. Like they, they yeah. So well, that's I, also a good support. Well, I know. think I'll know what you'd do if if they ever said no to an opportunity for you. I think you'd be straight out the door anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they know that. I know, yeah. Thanks, Javier. So, yeah, really enjoyed seeing you, mate. Guys, invest in the band. Check out the gulps. Javier, uh, really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you. Ciao, bro. Thank you. Oh, thank you. oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, what a fascinating story that band's got. You know, cracking band in the description of this podcast. You will see a link to their tunes. Invest in a band. Find... Um, you know, if you enjoyed the interview, just check check out the link. Why not? What you got to lose? What have you got to lose? So yeah, that's it. Another episode complete. Thanks, guys, for for joining us. You know, it's uh, it's always appreciated. <coughs> what have you got coming up this week then? Um, another week of meetings, I presume. Uh, just cracking through, counting down the days till we reach the weekend again, eh? careful with that though you know don't wish your life away live in the moment enjoy where you are spread the joy spread new live music with the world tagging RGM we love seeing that kind of stuff yep ladies and gentlemen on behalf of me Carl Maloney that guy from RGM this has been another podcast from my little booth here in Manchester thanks for joining us do have a visit of rgm.press have a look around the best place to find new music here in the UK and we don't fuck about and all you know we have a laugh with it now it's gonna be in it great <laughs> I'm babbling ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us I'll see you next week toodle ooh Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? 
Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.